for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. See, he has a plan for us. He has already made a plan for us. We are his. See, God is with us because we're working in his name through Christ. And he has a plan set out for where we're going to go or what we're going to do or what's going to go on. And we're working to make that plan a reality even though we only know a little part if we know it at all while we're in it. It's hard for us to grasp the entirety of his plan because it's such a grand plan. It's such a great plan. It's taking place over all eternity. We can't grasp the entirety of it. So he's given us a little piece of it for us to carry out. Not only does he have a plan for us, he claims us. See, we are his. He sought us out and he called us to him. You see, the Bible uses the word predestined. A lot of people say that plan's marked in stone. I believe God has a plan for us, but he's given us the means to make that plan happen. See, every one of our actions isn't marked in stone. Our calling is. He has called all of us. We, do, we get to choose whether or not we follow that plan. It's much like if you go to apply for a job and the guy who you're talking to doing the interview says, hey, you got the job if you want it. Is that if you want it part, you always have the option to say no. Christ isn't any different. What good is saying you you have salvation if it's not a choice, right? Because if he can just save everybody he wants like that, why even give the choice? Just do it and be done. God doesn't work that way. Every single person on this planet, he said, hey, I've got a job for you if you want it. That's the predestined part. He's got a job for us if we want it. Because the Bible also tells us another scripture that if we don't want it, somebody else is going to do it. See, Mordecai told Esther that. He said, you were put in this position for a reason. If you don't do it, God will make a way through somebody else. been told to us over and over again. If you don't do it, find somebody else who will. God's no different in that. But he claims us. He says we're his. Those of us who have accepted Christ are already his. We already belong to him. And he's got a plan for us and he's got a role for us and he's called us to that role. And going back to the scripture in verse 31 of Romans 8, it says, What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He did not even spare his own son, but offered him up for, all, for us all. 
how will he not also with him grant us everything? Who can bring in accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Christ has got our backs. God has got our backs through Christ. He'll never let us fight alone. We as humans may feel like we're alone, but we have to remember that through Christ we have Him with us. God has us. God will carry us through everything that we face in this world if we trust in Him. He's not going to leave us alone. He's going to carry us through that. See, while the world is against us, Christ is for us, right? And God proves that over and over and over again. I don't know how many times I should have failed miserably or should have probably died in some of the things I've done and God has carried me through. How many times should I have just given up and no will of my own God has brought me through? There are so many of us that have that kind of story to tell. God has carried us through when we didn't have the strength. God has us. And that doesn't mean that this life is going to be easy. So we will face persecution and we will face troubles. And that's where that scripture from 1 Peter comes from. Right there. That scripture, 1 Peter 5.10, says, The God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little. He himself will do all that after you have suffered a little. See, he doesn't say this life's going to be easy. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to be ridiculed. We're going to be made fun of. We're going to be targeted. We're going to be beat down, held back. Every other bad possible thing can be thrown at us. The devil's going to try his best, and the world is too. But Christ is for us. And God himself will restore us and establish us and strengthen us and support us. Back to Romans chapter 8. I want to go to verse 35. We're going to read on down to 39. It says, Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? As it is written, Because of you we are being put to death all day long. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. So we're going to suffer. God will restore us. Verse 37 says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
We are inseparable from God because of Christ. If we hold on to Christ, we cannot be torn away from God. If we stand firm in our belief in Christ, the world cannot defeat us. It cannot tear us away from God. Even if we are put to death, we will end up with God. There is nothing that can tear you away from the love of God. He sent His Son to die for you. He sent His Son to die for all of us. For any person who would accept the position of Christian, that would accept the offer that was made on the cross 2,000 years ago, there's a plan already in place if you're willing to take it up. And it comes from just simple words. Yes, Jesus, I believe. Please forgive me. And I wholeheartedly believe Jesus will look at you and go, son or daughter, brother, sister, I've already forgiven you. That's what all that was about. I've already forgiven you. Your sins are already in the past. Rise a new creature and learn the plan that I have for you. That doesn't give you hope your heart with mercy and love and give you the strength to carry on and share his gospel with those around you I don't know what will that before you were even born before you were even thought of before anybody even knew who your parents or grandparents or great grandparents were Christ died for you Christ gave his life for you and Christ stands firm on the battlefield ready to defeat any tactic that comes up against you. And though you may have to suffer a little, through Christ, God will restore you. You may even have to be put to death for your beliefs. God forbid that happen in this country. But it does happen elsewhere in the world already. And it's happened for over 2,000 years. You have the promise that the moment you close your eyes in death, you wake up and you can see Christ's face. And I'll say, welcome home. Welcome home. So when the world stands against you and the devil's trying to beat you down, Put your trust in the one place they can't touch. Because Christ is for us. Christ will carry us through. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, I ask that you honor any request to come into your house, Lord. But I know that you have already made the way. That Christ Jesus is the way the truth and the life. 
and that we have the strength and courage to go out and share his message with every person we meet so that they too can feel your love around them so that they can know that you're not a hateful, vengeful God to be scared of but one to fear out of reverence because you could have just ended us all but instead you sent your son to offer a way to your glory God I thank you for that opportunity for that that way that was made and I thank you for the strength to believe in you and to carry your name out and to share your scripture with people around me every single day thank you for the promise that comes from what you told your disciple Peter and that he shared with others that you called us to your eternal glory through your son and that you will restore us you will establish us you will strengthen and support us even after we have suffered. And that any amount of suffering that takes place on this earth, no matter how painful or scary, you will give us those things. And that at the end of all things, Lord, you have created a plan that we may never understand or may be revealed to us when we're in your glory, Lord we get to be a part of that plan whatever small part we may play I ask that you send your word out with us so that we can carry it to others so we can share the promise of your love and your mercies with those that are around us so that they can know you and accept Christ as their Lord and Savior let's call that in the blessed name of Jesus Amen